Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Wednesday, January 19th. It is really, really damn near impossible to run a restaurant these days at anything that resembles a profit margin. That's Chef David Nafelb, co-owner and executive chef of San Francisco's K-Fico on Divisadero near Alamo Square Park. Damn near impossible to run a restaurant these days at anything that resembles a profit margin. And and I don't even mean like a large profit margin. I mean just enough to stay afloat. Two years into the COVID pandemic, restaurants continue to feel the pinch more than just about any other business in any other industry. Last March, Congress provided $28.6 billion to independent restaurants from the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, part of the $1.9 trillion American Recovery Plan. But almost a year later, with the recent Omicron wave causing staffing shortages as more employees come down with COVID, leaving others potentially exposed and forced to quarantine, supply chain disruptions, and in many parts of the country, more customers are choosing not to dine out right now. And David says most of the money from the Restaurant Recovery Fund has all but dried up. So yesterday, restaurant owners like David from across the country took part in a day of action, pressuring Congress to do more to help. Senator Chuck Schumer, as well as the administration, made it very clear that this was a down payment on something that they knew was going to need to be refilled. And over the past year, it's been out of sight, out of mind, and it's been easy for them to essentially Uh, run a narrative and say, hey, you know, things are getting better and, you know, let's just let's move on from this. And the fact of the matter is our industry has never been able to move on. Our industry has been the first impacted and the worst impacted and continues to be. And right now what we need is we need the entire country to wake up and pay attention to the fact that if we don't act now, your favorite restaurant is probably going to close. KCBS Radio's Kathy Novak covered the story for us on KCBS Radio and KCBSRadio.com. And the National Day of Action yesterday, tell me what that looked like. It was a call for people to kind of join in this campaign that independent restaurants have been holding to draw attention to uh, their demands that Congress replenish the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. This was a roughly $28, $29 billion fund that was part of the American Rescue Plan. And 
it awarded grants to restaurants obviously struggling during the pandemic. Um, about 300,000, nearly 300,000 applied for those grants, but only about 100,000 got them. And this industry association has found that broadly speaking, those who got the grants in that first round are more likely to survive. And now, you know, we're seeing everywhere around us here in the Bay Area, restaurants that have been there for years starting to close their doors because, you know, it's kind of last straw sort of stuff that with this continuing pandemic. It's tough because like I live in the city, you do too, you know, places that you were used to walking by before the pandemic and the some of them haven't reopened and aside from selfishly you know missing their you know outstanding cannoli or the perfect you know chai latte that they made um you know there were people that worked there that either had to go find new jobs and, and some of them still may not and the independent restaurant coalition estimates they employ over 16 million people that's wild so i mean we're talking about a large scale of the economy that hasn't fully recovered or come close to a full recovery uh, that is that is still impacted. And so this sort of, it seems, Kathy, brings back into focus the dire situation that we were all acutely aware of in, say, 2020, that maybe doesn't feel so urgent right now because we've seen so many of our favorite local restaurants open up, but there are still people and businesses hurting. Oh, absolutely. You've pretty much hit on a lot of the points that uh, the restaurants are bringing up with the politicians right now, sort of saying that, you know, when it was this huge crisis and restaurants were forced to shut down, it was local state orders um, telling us all to shelter in place and the restaurants were forcibly closed. Well, there was some help that kind of went along with that. And also the workers themselves, who you're talking about there, were able to collect unemployment. Now, you know, we went through kind of the first wave of this. Restaurants started to open their doors again. And I think, you know, there may have been this thought that, okay, things are getting a little bit better. And also, you know, on the part of the rest of us too, we got a little bit used to it. You know, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, we were actively like, OK, we have to get the meal kits because we want our favorite restaurants to stay open and they're not doing indoor dining right now. So let's make sure that we get all their fancy takeout. And that was kind of fun to have that at home and all that sort of thing. But yeah. now the restaurants are in this kind of limbo where it's got to be super hard to offer in-person dining and cater for that and staff for that, and at the same time do this takeout operation that they were never set up to do in the first place. And really, that was only there to keep them afloat and keep the staff employed. It wasn't even always making money. So they're in this in-between part now where they're trying to bounce back from that first round of pandemic closures. As you've said, many workers have left the industry. The ones who stayed might be out of their unemployment by now. On top of all of that, supply chain pressures. It's more expensive, more difficult to get the food and all the other equipment that you need to run a restaurant. You have the existing staff shortages that we were talking about. Now a new rolling set of staff shortages caused by people being out sick with COVID since Omicron is so contagious that even vaccinated people are getting breakthrough cases and have to quarantine. And at the same time, there's no official shutdown, but we're being told by health experts that, hey, maybe dining is the one thing that maybe you don't want to be doing. People are taking off their masks. It's a little bit too risky. So the restaurants are open, but people are canceling their reservations and making their own decisions to stay home. So, you know, some of the restaurants are saying that they're having an even tougher time now than they have throughout the whole pandemic. Mm. 
That's tough. You spoke with a local restaurateur here in San Francisco about this, about the National Day of Action, but uh, obviously the ongoing challenges, a number of them you just mentioned. Tell me about that conversation and what you were able to learn from someone who's in the trenches, literally. Yeah, I spoke to Chef David Neyfeld, who's the co-owner at Kefico and Kefico Elementary here in San Francisco. And, you know, I got to credit him with a lot of that huge laundry list I just gave you of this perfect storm of what's going on. You know, he was the one that was kind of laying that out for me. And in the case of his restaurant, around the same time that we were hearing that San Francisco as a city was making a very last minute decision to cancel the fireworks display for New Year's Eve, Kefico was making a very last minute decision to cancel all of its its reservations for New Year's Eve. So they actually had people who were going to come in and uh, dine at the restaurant with this fancy New Year's Eve dinner. And they were just like, you know what, we have to make decisions day by day right now for the health of our staff and the health of people who are coming in to eat at our restaurant. And they made the call and decided that they weren't going to do a New Year's Eve service anymore. So they pivoted quickly to a meal kit. And, you know, we're relying on people to come and buy the food that they were otherwise going to serve in person. And so what Chef Nafeld is saying is, you know, these are decisions that each restaurant is having to make day by day. And he doesn't begrudge anyone for staying open or for having to close. But uh, from his perspective at his restaurant, it's a decision that he continues to make along with his staff. And if people feel, you know, a little bit more comfortable, maybe they can open. But you know, they've been going back and forth. They're open um, for limited servings right now. Um, but what he's saying broadly is that that's why he's pushing with this campaign to get more federal funding, because then he's saying that restaurants are more free to make those decisions that go, you know what, um, it's just not worth it right now between the health risks and the fact that we don't even know if anyone's going to sh- show up. We'll just close for two weeks because we know we can afford it because we have this help. And then everyone can come back. The staff will stay employed. Because the other thing that he was saying is that he knows that a lot of restaurants, even w- even though they can't really afford it, are keeping their staff on their payroll even as they're staying closed without any help to do so wow. because of those staff shortages. And they're worried they're not going to be able to find employees after they reopen if they don't continue paying the ones that they have. Yeah. Independent Restaurant Coalition, their website is saverestaurants.com. You want to learn a little bit more and if you're inspired to help. And, you know, I think that's something to, you know, be mindful of because, you know, these small businesses and restaurants, you know, definitely qualify as that. They are the lifeblood of every local economy, even in a big city like San Francisco or Oakland. Um, to a small city somewhere in the Midwest, you name it. And a lot of these businesses are Black-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses uh, that serve a very important role in their community, aside from serving us some pretty tasty food. So, pretty important stuff. Kathy, uh, great conversation. I appreciate it, as always. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to my colleague, Kathy Novak, and to Chef David Nafeld. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. Subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And each episode is on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. There's a link in the show notes. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. T 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.